This fall, Walk with the King podcast is walking through a new three-part series focusing on three distinct parts of the Bible, Deuteronomy, Psalm 107, and Ephesians chapter 1. It's a fresh transition to a very special series we're planning for the month of November. Until then, stay tuned, and thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Doing all right? I'm glad to be back with you. What a joy it is to share with you. Bless your heart. We want to look again into Psalm 107. How and why and when people pray and what happens. The last time we got together, we remarked that there is a predictable profile of heartache associated with trying to live your life without God. Wandering, loneliness, lack of belonging, unsatisfaction for the hungers of your soul, and finally giving up. Finally, it says, then they cried unto the Lord. Finally, you have the good sense to cry out to God for help. You tell him the truth. It says their trouble. You tell him the truth about what's going on. You tell him how you feel. It says their distresses. God deals with your feelings as well as with the circumstances. And then he changes the direction of your life. He led them forth by the right way. What a joy to see God turn things around in answer to prayer. And finally, he gives you the fellowship and the belonging that comes to those who are walking with the Lord, that they might go to a city of habitation. Last time we got together, we also mentioned the value of praise. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Now we come to the next section. It says, he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble." And he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Now, what about this? Here is a, is a combination of uh, statements about the tendency of the human heart to want its own way. The key to it, of course, is found in verse 11. Because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. There is a tendency in every human heart to want its own way. The stubborn self-will and pride of fallen human nature is a fact, inescapable fact. Every person has that tendency in him or her. Shows up early, doesn't it, in training a child. You say to Junior, do this, and he he uh, looks at you as, as, as if to say, make me do it. When I was, I suppose, four or five, little motherless boy living with my father and my sister in Cleveland, Ohio, I can remember my father saying to me, boy, do so-and-so, whatever it was, some childish task that I was to do. Sometimes he would take, take me around with him on his rounds as janitor of the Spencerian Commercial School. And he would say, boy, pick up that paper. Well, there'd be some waste paper on the floor of a classroom. And uh, I would either ask which one, 
which would exasperate him no end, or else I would say, why? <laughs> you know, just challenging his right to tell me what to do. <laughs> well, most of the time, he would look at me sternly and say, because I said so, boy. And that was the end of that. And if I continued with my with my pesky uh, refusal to cooperate, I would probably get the application of the Board of Education to the seat of knowledge. He had a hard... Uh, he had a hard hand calloused from manual labor, and if that didn't work, he had an 18-inch walnut ruler that he kept uh, in a certain place. <laughs> I'll tell you, that smarts when that thing hits your uh, southern exposure. But uh, And I remember it across the years. But I, I can recall, and I, I'm embarrassed now, at the fact that so often, as a little boy, I would, I would, I would challenge the right of that good man to tell me what to do. Well, then I realize, of course, that that's, that's human nature. Don't tell me what to do. Let me do my own thing. Have you ever heard that expression recently? Yes, you have. I have to be me. You know, don't fence me in. The music and the art and the culture of any given age reflect the spirit of it, and that's the spirit of the age in which we live. And all that's doing is reflecting human nature. Unsaved human nature says as did the, uh, the maniac of Gadara. Leave us alone. See, don't, don't tell us what to do. Don't change us. Now, my friend, first of all, we have to identify that and confess it to God. It's there. If we don't, if we don't, then we get the results that, uh, that you find delineated here. First, there is the inner experience, the longing soul, the hungry soul, those that sit in darkness, those that are in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. That's your inner experience. Then the outer circumstances. He brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried. What happens when I insist on going my own way and... Uh, don't obey God's word. What happens? Well, this is what happens, beloved. Longing soul, hungry soul. There's no satisfaction in the completion of your own desires. Have you noticed that? There is no satisfaction, no heart satisfaction in the fulfilling of your own desires. You say, well, I'll do this, then I'll be happy. No, it doesn't work that way. You can follow it out in any, any part of life. The poor, miserable person who is a slave either of uh, drugs or of alcohol or whatever says, just one more fix, that'd be all right. Just one more drink, then I'll be okay. Well, it never is. It never is. The person who is chasing money says, if I just get one more million, then I'll be happy. No, it doesn't work that way. The person who has tried, uh, uh, as many in, in the uh, world of show business seem to be doing multiple uh, marriages, says, well, this marriage, this time, it's going to be all right. I'll be happy. Well, like as not, it doesn't work. Why? It's not because there's anything... anything. Uh, uh, essentially, 
There is not, it's not because there's anything essentially satisfying in the things that are done. I told you a day or so ago the story of the refugees that, in order to try to live, would scrape the bark off of the trees in a lumber mill next door to their refugee camp and, and boil up that bitter brew of wood cells, the soft wood cells that are just under the outer bark of a tree, the cambium layer of cells, and they'd make a, thick, a, a bitter soup out of that and feed it to themselves and their children just to fill their empty stomachs. And then they would die eventually of starvation with full stomachs because the human body cannot digest cellulose. And they were filling their stomachs with something that their bodies could not take advantage of. Well, hungry soul, longing soul. There isn't anything that you can do, no matter what you're chasing, whether it's pleasure or physical satisfaction through ingesting drugs or something, or whether it's money or whether it's, uh, whether it's a promotion in business or whether it's fame and fortune, I can't tell you anything that you can do that will really satisfy your heart. Because when you're through accomplishing it, let us suppose that you attain your goal when you're through accomplishing it, beloved, the ache will still be there. And so it's as such as sit in darkness and the shadow of death. Life has a way of closing in on you without God, hasn't it? Have you, have you been through that? Oh, yes, many of you have. I know it. The heart, the sheer heartbreak of some of you dear ones who have, have gotten into situations where life has just closed in on you. And, and this is literally true in your experience. You're sitting in darkness and the shadow of death. There doesn't seem to be any place to turn, and life is closing in on you. Beloved, the only answer, the only, only answer is to cry out to God this minute and ask him to take charge of your life. Oh, he will. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, he says, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And if I'm speaking this moment to someone concerning whom life has just closed in on you and you're sitting in darkness and the shadow of death. You're so blue and so down and there doesn't seem to be any help and nobody understands. At that point, oh, my friend, call to God. Ask the Lord Jesus to take charge of your life. Ask the blessed Holy Spirit to begin to guide you. Things will be different. I promise you. And then there's one more step here. It says being bound in affliction and iron. And that means you find yourself unable to move, unable to change. I've talked with people who said with tears, I can't do any different. I can't change. Oh, yeah, this is the, this is the ultimate slavery of the rebellious heart. Starting out to say, I want what I want and I'm going to get it. One ends up saying, I can't do anything about it. Oh, the tragedy of sin. It breaks your heart to think about it, doesn't it? The only answer, the only answer is to flee to Jesus this minute. Call on him for his mercy. Receive his saving love. Let the Holy Spirit of God fill your life and let the power of God break the chains. Oh, he does. When I was a little boy, we used to sing, Jesus breaks every fetter. 
Jesus breaks every fetter. Jesus breaks every fetter, and he sets me free. Well, thank God it's still true, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, what's the reason for all of this? It says they rebelled against the words of God. They refused the counsel of the Most High. Every time you say, I want it my way and not your way, God, you are asking for trouble. And so what he does is he brings your heart down with labor. The pressure you feel right now, beloved, the pressure you feel, the experience of being closed in, the fact that that you are working, as we say, your fingers to the bone and getting nowhere, labor is the word there. The pressures that you feel are simply God's gentle way of nudging you a little closer to himself. Don't fight it, but run to Jesus instead. And then it says they fell down and there was none to help. You get to that point where you think nobody understands and nobody cares, and generally you're right. At that point, it's time to look heavenward and say, Jesus, help me now. Then they cried unto the Lord. Dear Father, today, give us the good sense to pray about the things where we've been out of touch with Thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.